0: Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again on the last Thursday. Not just the last Thursday, the last day of June. Wow, June's the tough one. June is tough. You'll you'll find out even a little bit more later when I answer a question in the second half of the show. While June, it'll say why June's even especially more tough. But June's a tough one to get through. July is a tough one to get through, but there's light at the end of the tunnel for July because that last week of July, the Pittsburgh Steelers report the training camp. They will be back at St. Vincent College. They will be in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I'm excited. I know my brother's going that week. I know some other people from BTS here are heading the following week. I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. I'm still trying to figure that out. So if I find out that I am going to training camp, I'll try to let you all know in case anyone else is going to be there. Um, on the Scobro Show, that's the show I do with my brother, on Tuesday nights, which is live on YouTube, you will – and, of course, in our audio-only podcast as well – you will uh, find that as we lead up to training camp, we will take a seg- at least one segment of a show where we're going to just try to share and let other people connect about when they are going to training camp because not only – uh, is it that you would make, you know, maybe want to bump into one of the BTSC staff or one of the podcasters is if you are someone who participates in the live chats of our podcasts, uh, you get to know other Steelers fans there and, and would want to possibly connect. So if you're one of those people, make sure you keep your eye out for that. But uh not really any kind of big news this week. Um I did do a salary cap update about Larry Ogunjobi's contract. It was uh, it came across with the NFLPA website that I look at. I don't I don't agree with their number. I don't think they have everything in there right. But I see how much their number changes from day to day, and they don't they don't have a breakdown by player or anything. So that tells me what happens. And based on that change, was I don't, it might have even triggered the change it over the cap. But based on on the numbers there, that it appears that. At least right now, they're saying that Larry Ogunjobi's contract is for the full eight million dollars. I don't know if it was a is a false report that it was incentives. I don't know if it does have incentives, but they're likely to be earned. Maybe you know roster. I don't know about roster, but gain bonuses for playing. Um, you know, being healthy in order to do that. It could be things like that. We don't know the language, but for now, counting that. Uh, $8 million, you know, take off the displacement. It's $7.105 million coming off the cap. I have that the Steelers have, I think it's $14.3 million um, in cap space, but I upped my amount that they need to roll into 2021. Got to looking at some other things, realized, Hey, I didn't account for the Steelers need to take more money in, in order to uh, elevate players from the practice squad. Cause they get a full game check. Uh, also, league minimum salaries are more. So if someone gets injured and they replace them with a league minimum salary, that's that's also going to be higher than what it was just a few years ago. So I up my amount to 13 million that I think they need uh for their practice squad and for um, the, the 52nd and 53rd player counting and all those various things. Uh, that's my estimate about what they'll probably want, need for all that stuff. And of course, then to have their business throughout the season. That only leaves them with about $1.3 million um, in space of that. There's If they wanted to, they could restructure – TJ Watt, they could get 17 million, but they would they could restructure him and only free up five million if they wanted five million. They wouldn't have to do a full restructure, and they can wait as long as possible before they get roll into the season. They could use some of that money of that 14.3 that they have, and then see how much they need from TJ Watt right before they would need that money. Money otherwise, there's always ways to do things like that. So just thought I'd give a little update there. But I got some questions. What we're going to be talking about is defense. We're going to talk about uh, the, the history of some Pittsburgh Steelers defense stuff and uh, kind of get an idea for what it really takes for the Steelers and what they kind of need for a championship team. This comes from Brian Haynes. That's at BK, Brian Haynes, Jr. Uh, he sent me this tweet. This is actually an older one. I held on to it for a while because things kept getting pushed back. Um, he says S at STL, our super fan dad, that's me. That's how you can reach me to ask questions. Or instead of putting the ad at the beginning, you put the ad at the end. You add gmail.com, and there's my email. But he says, Dave, where do the Steelers' best defense, and he says specifically, points per game, rank all time. What are our top five years? Hashtag here we go. Hashtag Nerds of Steel. Well, he specifically said points per game, so that's what I'll go with. That's what I'll do. Now, historically, it's been yards, defensive yards surrendered that really ranks, were they the number one defense, were they the number two? But a ar- great argument could be made, I know Brian Anthony Davis feels this way, uh, Jeff Hartman leans this way, that points is a better measure because points is what wins games and loses games, not yards, Points so I get it. So here's what I did. I looked up historically all time, going back to 1933, how many times the Steelers finished in the top five in points per game. That's what we're looking at right now. And the answer is 29 times. That's right. 29 times the Steelers have finished with a top five defense in terms of points. Now, I also think it's kind of um, no, n- you know, notable to look at the years where that was paired with them also finishing high in yardage. Because if they're doing high in both categories, that's a good thing. That is a good thing. So th- that's what we're going to be looking at here. But I also got to throw something else out here when it comes to looking at these with points. I'm not going to count all 29. I'm throwing nine of them out. I'm going with the number of 20. Okay, Dave, why, why are you doing that? Very simple. Pre-merger, post-merger. Well, why does that matter? Whether or not they're good. No, it matters a lot because of how many teams there are in the NFL. For example, in 1946, the Pittsburgh Steelers were the number one ranked defense in points allowed, number one in points, number five in yards. I've talked about some of these in the past, but maybe not have shaped it up this way before. One in points, five in yards. They were ninth in offensive yards and 10th in offensive points. You're like, oh, that sounds like they weren't so bad. Yeah, they finished third in the division out of five. But you want to know why? That was 1946. Do you know how many teams there were in, in the NFL then? 10. 10. 10. There are only 10 teams. They came. Their offensive rank was 10th in points. So they were the number one defense of giving up points, but they were the number 10 defense in surrendering points, or scoring points. What am I saying? They are number one in surrendering points, but they were number 10 in scoring points. So to me, those years, I'm not looking at the top five in those years. My goodness. For example, when the Pittsburgh Steelers, they finished fourth in the league, in defensive points in 1948, four out of 10, four out. That's the top 40%. You know, that's, that's not that great. What about whenever they finished fifth out of 32 teams, whole different story. That's why I'm kind of putting those other ones in a different category, not really counting those, those nine years. I'll mention them as we go through, but I don't really count those. But let's look at them here. There were there were seven times the Pittsburgh Steelers finished first in points in in defensive points, points surrendered in the NFL. The one I already mentioned was 1946. Only 10 teams, throw that out. The other years, six years they have right, here we go: 1976 they were first in points and yards. 1978, they were first in points and third in yards. 2004, they were first in points and first in yards. 2008, once again, first in points and first in yards. 2008, that sounds familiar. Um, 2010, first in points and second in yards. And 2011, first in points and first in yards. So if you look at that stretch from 04 to 2011, you can even say oh 8 to 2011 my goodness my goodness there were some good defenses there but you also got but when were the other best defenses 76 and 78 so that kind of makes sense but then you got when they came in second in points that happened eight times Two of them were for before, before the merger. So once again, it was six post-merger. The two before the merger were in 1949. They were second in points, but fifth in yards. And then in 1957, they were second in points, but first in yards. Uh, but And that was with 12 teams. Oh, and once again, they came in 12th in offensive points, just putting that out there. So now let's get into post-merger. They came in second in the league in '72. I'm not going to give you where they were in yards for all of these. We'll come back and look at a few of them. They were in 72, 74, 75, 92, 94, 2007 was the other one. And that one they were first in yards because in 74 they were also first in yards. So that's where they were second in the league. Let's move on to third. They were third in the league five times, one of which was was pre-merger. That was 1942 when they were third out of 10. Um, But when they were other times, they were third was 90, 2001, 2005, and 2020. 2020, they were third in the NFL in points and third in yards. But then you get other teams in there, like the 2001 team and the 1990 team, they were third in points, first in yards you could you might have heard that those teams were number 1 defenses in the NFL. Uh let's move on to 4. 4 was a crazy one because there were 7 times that they came in fourth. Uh but 5 of them were pre-merger. 48, 50, 51, 58 and 59. The only other times they were they were fourth in in points scored in the NFL was 82 and 96. Then let's move on to to 5th. When they were 5th, it was Uh, 19. Oh, sorry. It was two times. And they were both post-merger, 1979 and 2019. See, 2019, 2020 Steelers were still up there. It was 2021 when they, when they started to, to, to move out of there a little bit. So those, those were the 29 and the 20 times. Now, if you've been paying attention to the years, you know, what falls in those, in those years Fault when anytime the Steelers had a top five defense in points surrendered. How about all six Super Bowls? All six Super Bowls. They were in the top five in points given up in the NFL. All right. The Steelers, uh, two of them were when they were ranked first. That was seventy eight and two thousand eight. And in two, and in seventy eight, they were third in yards when first in points. And in, in two thousand eight, they were first in both. Then they won the Super Bowl in 74, where they were second in points and first in yards, and in 75, when they were second in points and fourth in yards. Then they also won the Super Bowl in 2005, where they were third in points and fourth in yards, and they won the Super Bowl – did I miss one in there? No, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, making sure I didn't miss one there. Did I, because did I mention two? Yeah, I mentioned the 2008 when they were first. Sorry, I almost missed that one. And then the last one was when they were fifth in defense um, in 1979, when they were fifth in points, second in yards. So notice in all those Super Bowls, when, this, when the Steelers won the Super Bowl, they were they were top five in points but they were also top five in yards. They were also top five in yards. There's a few times in there, like here's an outlier, 1992, the Steelers were second in points given up in the NFL, but they were 13th in yards given up. Now here's another thing that's also very interesting to look at when when we look at the Steelers' defenses. On those years that they won the Super Bowl, Let's say, for example, 79 was when they had the worst rank in defensive points of any Super Bowl winning team that they had. They were fifth, but they were second in yards, and they were first in both points and yards in offense. Only time the Steelers were have done that, where they were first. And that was 79 when they won the Super Bowl, Went 12-4, and four, won the Super Bowl. So all the other Super Bowls, it's very interesting. In 2005, the Steelers were third in points, fourth in yards when it came to defense. When it came to offense, they were ninth in points and 15th in yards. All right. So we're seeing something when the defense, the defense is pretty strong. The offense just had to do the job. That's that kind of sounds like 2005, doesn't it? Uh, Go back to 1975, which was when they were one of the years when they were second in points. They were second in points, fourth in yards. But on offense, they were fifth in points and seventh in yards. So they were up there. They were seven or higher in all of those. Uh, and the year before in 74, they were second in points, first in yards in defense. They were sixth in points and eighth in yards for offense. So they were all, they were eight or higher, bruh, in all of them. So, sorry, that was a quote from a TV show. And the two times that the Steelers had the number one defense in terms of points and won the Super Bowl, 2008, when they were first in both points and yards, they were 20th in offensive points and 22nd in offensive yards in 2008. That team was all about the defense, but yet it took an amazing drive to win the Super Bowl when Ben Roethlisberger hit uh, Antonio Holmes in the corner of the end zone. And of course, the other one uh, was in 1978 when they were there, they were first and third with the defense and they were fifth and eight with the offense. So if you notice a lot of times you kind, of, other than that outlier of 2008, you kind of need the offense to go along with it. You kind of, in order to go Pure Super Bowl. That's just something that I would say looking forward. So if the Steelers can get a top five defense, and then let's say you can get an offense in the first half of the top of the league, that's still a recipe to be there. We'll see if this if the 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers can do that. But to me, if you want to talk about the best teams in terms of points, what I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the one, the four seasons where they were first in both, where they were first in points and yards. That would be 76, 2004, 2008, and 2011. Those were the the four years where the Steelers were first on defense in both points and yards. So I hope that answers the question. We're going to go ahead and take a break here because I've got an interesting question coming up next. It's not exactly about the Steelers. It's actually about behind the steel curtain. So stick around for these messages. We'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. Welcome back, Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Let's keep rolling here with our Steeler Stat Geek. Like I say, it's the last day of June. I'm still excited that, uh, that that we're getting closer, getting closer. It seems like it's been a long time since we've seen the Steelers on the field, so I can't wait to see them out there, even just for training camp. Here we go with another question. This one was asked um, uh, about midway through the month. I kind of held on to it because I wanted to wait and see how something else shaped up. But this comes from Southside Doc. This is Doc M. That's at Southside underscore doc. He says, although not Steeler stats, I would certainly be interested in the analytics of BTSC breakdown of podcast listens, percentages of subscribers against viewers, or anything of the cool data tells you about your impact on the Steelers community. Then he followed up with one thing I've been, cur- been curious lately is the concept of subscriber as a metric. It seems like it could be very susceptible to artificial manipulation rather than true indication of impact, which is kind of true. But I, I'm, so I'll tell you a little bit how this works. And I can tell you a little bit about the growth of the podcast is uh, network here to answer this question. So if you're someone and you're like, hey, all I want is stats, You're just going to get into stuff about your own podcasts. You know what? I understand. But for the, I'm answering the question because it was asked. So therefore, for those of you that are interested in this, keep listening. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit intriguing. Now you you say that about the, about the, um, the, where am I looking at subscribers? I'm going just from podcasts. I'm not talking about on the YouTube side of everything. I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. You all are listening to this podcast on audio form because this show was not recorded on YouTube. We started off recording our shows on YouTube because we had to, we needed a way to get quality audio. And we didn't start on YouTube. We actually started on blog talk radio. Oh my goodness. The audio was terrible. I did a couple things on blog talk when it was, um, when it was Brian and Tony, um, they had me on. I know one time we did a mock draft. That was the year Devin Bush was drafted. So it was 2019. And Oh, it was just, it was like, you were on the phone with someone cause you literally were on the phone recording it. So we, we did the YouTube thing because it gave us better audio to put out in our podcasts. Well, now there are other things that we use for audio. We can use, for those of you that ever caught the YouTube shows, we can use StreamYard, but not actually broadcast them. That's what I do. Like when I had um, a guest on, when I had Adam um, Andrew Petrus from... I think it was Andrew. Mr. Petrus. We'll just say that from uh, Zebra Technologies and Zebra Sports. That I just I did that where I recorded it through Streamyard because I needed to get the audio. It wasn't broadcast on YouTube. Um, we could we you know now with Zoom. Now I can't record on Zoom because I the, the type of computer I have doesn't allow me to record. So I use Streamyard. There's other audio services. I'm using ZenCaster right now to to record. But this is just me. If I have a guest, it, it won't work. And that's just kind of how this evolved that we now have these other avenues to to do the audio. So the question is, why do you still use, use the YouTube? Honestly, 100% because of the live chat. That's it. The community that we've built there with the live chat, we we can't take those shows away from that community. I love that community. Even if I'm not on the show, like for example, next week, I'm not going to be on the Scobro show. I'm going to be on vacation. So will my brother. But if I have the opportunity to have a good enough signal, I want to jump in the live chat because of that community. If it wasn't for that community, we probably wouldn't have even, we might not be even using the YouTube anymore. I'm not really sure that would be a decision we would make, but it's it's not a decision we're going to make because of that community. That's why we still do those shows there. But when we're adding other shows, you know, we try to do the YouTube ones, but we also are adding the audio-only shows. So let's talk about what we did there. Now, subscriber is a metric. I don't even know what our subscribers are when it comes to podcasts. For example, I say, hey, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I don't know how many subscribers we have. I really don't. I'm not given that information. All I know is the reason that I say to subscribe is cuz I'm a subscriber on Apple Podcast. And you know what it does? It gives me every episode. I don't have to look for it. It's right there. I just check, click on my own library, click on behind the steel curtain. It's the only one I'm subscribed to. And every podcast is there. It's already given to me. I don't it, it'll go ahead and most cha- most times it'll go ahead and put the put the episode it'll download the episode whether I've clicked on to listen to it or not which is great because then if I'm somewhere where I don't have signal it's already there. It doesn't always do that it kind of depends on if I'm in the app or not but that's what we look at. And that's why we say hey subscribe because that way you don't have a podcast of ours that you might miss otherwise. That's why we say hey go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. I don't know about the subscriptions with other podcasting services because I don't use them. But let me talk about our podcast numbers because everything changed in August of 2020. In August of 2020, that is when, for those of you that follow the website, that is when after, after two months away pursuing another avenue, I did everything I could and fought to get Jeff Hartman back at Behind the Steel Curtain. That was when that changed. And when Jeff came back, we said, let's go all in for the podcasts. What can we do to to change up our podcast. I was sitting on the front porch of Jeff Hartman's house at the time. He doesn't even live in the same house. So I was there with Brian Anthony Davis. The three of us got together in person to talk about these things. And that's when the audio only format was birthed out of, I don't even know which, who, whose ideas they were. Um, Brian's Jeff mine. Um, I think it might've, I think it was Jeff. That's when we decided. Let's ride decided on the live mic. Uh, Stat Geek. We started in August of 2020 with the audio only podcasts. And that's what we had. But then we also had some of the other things thrown in there. That's when we, you know, we started doing the, I think Jeff was doing injury reports at that time. We were doing the press conference, um, some of those recaps and things of that nature. So that's when that really started to take off. So if you start in looking at our numbers from, August of 2019 to August of 2020, this is the number of downloads for our podcasts. In August of 2020, we saw a 43% increase of our downloads from August of the previous year. Because the best way to look at our numbers is to compare them to the months in previous years. Because what we found is that not all months are created equal. I'll tell you right now, the two worst months when it comes to downloads for our podcasts year after year are June and July. It's the downtime. That's the worst. And honestly, the next worst after that, every year, February. So it's June and July, and then February. February has less days. February, it's after the Steelers are are out of, you know, the Super Bowls then, but the, you know, the Steelers haven't been to the Super Bowl. So... In February, the numbers are down. They kick back up in March because of of free agency. They kick back up in April. They hang over some into May. Then they fall off in June. July sometimes, but not always, is higher than June, not always. Um, uh, Because of training camp coming in, like 2020, it it was not higher because of everything with training camp. Uh, and the pandemic. So those are the numbers to look at. But in August of 2020, we had seen a 43% increase from the previous year. I will tell you right now, that is by far the lowest percentage increase we have seen since that date, since that date we went up 43%. And that's, we were just in, we were just introducing the audio platform. So it took a little time to get going. By September, our downloads from the previous year had increased 133%. This is September, 2020. October, 2020, it was, it increased 174%. November, it was up 155 and December, it was up 112. You're like, well, why did it fall off? Why wasn't it as much of a percentage? Remember that was twenty twenty. Things were falling off at the end of the season. Oh no, that was because that was after the um, the eleven. You know the the eleven and zero start, and how things were kind of falling off. And then in January, um, of going from twenty because that makes it twenty twenty to twenty twenty one. It was once again one hundred forty one percent increase. All right, February of twenty twenty one that. February, March, and April, the, the amount of the increase went back down. It was, we saw a 70% increase in February, 77 in March, 62 in April. Okay. So yeah, we were like, oh, off season, we just didn't see as much of an increase. Come May, it was back up to 147%. June, we saw 110% increase from the previous year. And in July, it was 152. This was still all last year. That was all last year. And that took us through the off season of 2021. Okay, well, that was some pretty good building up. Then we head into August of 2021 and we had another little change that's what we said. Hey, we wanted to expand our podcast network a little bit more, but we wanted to bring in more voices. We had put a call out for, for people that were interested in podcasting. We had some people answer the call and we added the noon lineup. Um, and as some various things changed, we added, uh, what Yin's talking about. We added the, the war room as a more, um, stable show. Cause that was another one that we had thrown in there. Um, the cutting room floor we added with Jeffrey Benedict. We added the draft fix with, um, no, actually it was the fantasy fix for the, for the season with Jeremy Betts, which now has Andrew Wilbar as well. Uh, we, we added the power half hour, which appears on the weekends. So we, we added this, 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 uh, this noon lineup which then, you know, that even shifted later on with Michael Beck having um, other uh, career opportunities in law enforcement to where then the cutting room floor, floor bumped up and bad language moved in there. But we made some changes. We had a whole new lineup in the middle there. And we saw our increases being um, in August, it was up 125% from the previous year. Now, remember, the previous year hadn't seen that big jump yet so if you take the percentages of the two years they add up to you know 168% which is actually still on the lower side because i mean we saw a 75% jump in september a 74% jump in october of la- of this past season november we saw a 116% jump from the previous year not from the year before so when we had these huge increases from ni- from 2019 to 2020 we then also had big increases again. That's just what we had. So it was it was very interesting uh, to, to see these things. So I can't remember, I think the last one I did was November of uh, that was 116. December. December is we saw a whole nother change. In December, we really saw it start to pick up. It had 162 percent increase. That was the biggest we had seen since October the year before. You know, pretty, pretty big, pretty impressive. We're you know, we're pretty happy with stuff. Then SB Nation comes in and wants us to refine some things with our podcasts. We stopped splitting the the YouTube shows. The the reason we had done that was You know, some people would said they preferred half hour podcasts. So if we did an hour, we tried to give them the option of 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 listening to all that. But we you know, SB Nation brought us back, said, you know, let's let's keep them all one show. We kind of trimmed some things up and actually didn't even offer as many podcasts as we had um, throughout the season. But in January of 2022, not only did we see a 237% increase from the previous year, which had already been up 141%, it was the most downloads we'd ever seen in a month in our history. Um, it's, uh, it was over 800,000 downloads, um, which was some some really interesting stuff, you know, and then we've seen this off season, the ne- the next three months, February, March, and April, we saw an increase of 205%, 270%, 206% of through February, March, and April. Now, the reason those numbers stayed so high, I think is because they, they didn't jump up last off season as much, you know, they were 70, 77, 70, or 62. So you, you take those and, and put them, when you look at them together, that really makes sense. If you look at how much it grew from two years before. It's going to be um, kind of proportional. Now we backed off a little bit in May. We did have a hundred and eleven percent increase, but we were looking at a hundred and forty-seven percent increase the year before. And the reason that one was bigger was because the draft didn't end until May that year. But, you know, the last day of the draft was May first, which was a really big time for us to be doing podcasts. Then even um, this month, it's June's not not finished. June's not finished, but I can tell you now that for June. We are at least at a ninety-eight percent increase, and depending on how the the numbers come in for the last couple of days, once we actually get those numbers, um, it could be a hundred another hundred percent increase from last off season. And this is all because of you all listening. I'm just sharing the numbers because I was asked. Those were the numbers. Those were the numbers. But what's what's interesting is is that you know sometimes you we get discouraged when we see some of those down numbers. But when we put them in perspective, it's it's absolutely crazy of how much uh, the, the, the platform has expanded. And I'm hoping that we're giving you all the content that you're looking for. We're not just trying to give you some, you know, you can try to listen to every show. It's hard for me to listen to every show, but we're hoping that there's something for everyone, that there's something that you can find uh, that's best for you. But to put things into perspective... In the month of June, which is typically the lowest month, sometimes it's July, but usually it's June is our lowest month of the year. Our total for June, even, with, even though we don't have the, the, the full numbers for the last about day and a half at the time I'm recording this, the, because obviously you're listening to it as part of the last day of June. That total for the month is higher than the total from August of last year when the Steelers were playing preseason games and here we are in June with nothing going on other than mandatory mini camp and some nice news to put out there. And we've already matched the numbers from last year. So the, the, the network is growing and I want to thank you all for that, but it's, uh, it, it's you all the listener that. That really drives us, and that's why I ask the listeners: give me questions for Stat Geek. I want to talk about numbers that you want to hear. That's why I'm talking about these numbers because someone asked me, someone wanted to hear these numbers. If you want to hear something else, let me know. Let me know. But we have so many different things, all these different shows that, that we have. Make sure you're you're not missing. Let's ride on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, it's three days a week, but. Every single one of those shows is different. Monday, Jeff has the Monday morning conversations during the offseason. I I don't know what he's going to bring back for the – for the for end season when he talks about, a lot of times it's winners and losers and things like that. Wednesday's the mailbag. Friday, he has, it used to be with Blue Check Beck. Now it's all bets are off with Jeremy Betts. Something different each day. Jeffrey Benedict bringing you the cutting room floor, also bringing some good stats in there. The war room is tying in some stats. That one's in, at noon on Wednesdays. You've got the, the fix, whether it's going to be about you know, draft fix, fantasy fix. That's the, the show now that's on Tuesdays with Jeremy and Andrew. Great show. Brian Anthony Davis, you know, doing his bad language on Mondays. These are all audio only Thursday after this one, make sure you check out what Yin's talking about. Please. If you haven't listened to that show, it is so different from my show, but in an amazing way where they're not the same show, but i I tell you, I love that show. I love that show. Then, you you know, Friday at the noontime, you have the, I didn't even mention the, here we go, the Steelers show, which is the, here we go, the pregame show during the season. But if you're not listening to KT Smith, my goodness, he just has such a wealth of knowledge that he puts out there. Then you've got the power half hour on the weekend. That's the whole audio lineup. Then you've got the YouTube shows with the hangover on Monday, Scobro Tuesday, Curtain call, which should be Know Your Enemy during the season on Wednesdays. The preview on Thursdays. Friday is you've got both touchdown under early and uh, six-pack with Tony late. Saturdays, there's a hiatus there. But Sundays, now for the off season is um, we run the north in early and the Q and a late. I know the Q and is not going to go into the season. That's going to be replaced with the post game show, but with, that's our lineup of stuff. And of course, as the season goes on, I'll be giving you the, um, the Mike Tomlin press conference. We'll um, on Tuesdays, uh, we should be having Mike Tomlin press conferences after the games. That's what we're trying to give you. We're trying to keep it nice and tight. We're not expanding and having you even more to listen to. We're just trying to give you now the best quality that we can of the shows that we have. So thank you so much for, as you, the listeners, I hope that gave you some insight into the ins and outs. That's the numbers that I could share with you. That's the best I could do. Uh, Next week. I I already know what I'm doing because I'm going to be on vacation. So I have to prep a little bit early. If you liked the episode where I told you about the tiers of wide receivers, then you're not going to want to miss next week's episode here. Stat geek. So As I always say to you all, thank you so much for tuning in, and thanks for geeking out with me. We'll see you next time.